Thanks for tuning in to the Travel and Transformation Show with me, your host, Sophia, and my guest today, Cope Francesca. Hope yeah. I said that right. <laughs> <laughs> so Cope is a relationship, dating, and self-love coach. So welcome to the show. Thank I'm so happy you. to have you here. I'm happy to be here. So can you just tell us a little bit about your story and how you came to being a relationship coach? Yeah, definitely. So I've been coaching. I started like getting interested in coaching like about eight years ago. And um, and then I started working with people around career, coaching, confidence, building, self-esteem. That was a lot of the stuff that was coming up. So I was kind of like really open at the time uh, to what that was. And having worked a lot on my own self-confidence and self-esteem, it was just really nice to be able to support other people to build that as well. Then uh, as I was going along, I started connecting with more people who were bringing relationship stuff to the table as well. And I actually grown up as somebody who loves love. I love romance. I love hearts. I've just got hearts everywhere. You know, like my ears. (laughs) I've even got a heart pillow that I've got behind my back. (laughs) I am just like really into hearts. So once this was coming up, I was just like, oh, this just seems like such a natural segue especially as my friends are always coming to me for relationship advice as well because I've gone through so much stuff in my own I was like really developing a lot of wisdom around it so I just thought why have I never thought about doing this before it just makes so much sense um so then I went and trained as well with the relationship coaching institute just to learn more to have access as well to all these resources and stuff and yeah and that's how my relationship coaching kind of business side began and I just couldn't be happier it's so aligned with me. I really, really love it. And because I was like, like I said, I've gone through so many things myself. I've gone through lots of challenges in my relationship life to now like being with somebody for the last couple of years who's just absolutely aligned with me. Absolutely lovely guy. Amazing. Um, that I've got so much more to share in terms of my experience as well as my knowledge and my training and all that stuff. So yeah, I've been there and done it, girl. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know, you just left the door open for me to ask the question, right? Sure. You're like, I've gone through so much stuff in my relationship life. So, can you like give us a little bit of that background so we know where you're coming from and we know where you gathered all this wisdom? Yes, definitely. So, I got married quite young. I was um, in my early 20s. I met my ex husband at um, university. And um, then that lasted, so the whole relationship lasted about six and a half years. We were married about three and a half years. And then I was with, uh, in another long-term relationship with someone for six years again. And I had my first son with that person. Mm-hmm. Then I ended up being in like a five-year situationship, which is literally the crux of everything, I've got to say, um, <laughs> where I then had my next son. And but that situation ship was like the absolute game changer for my life, just in terms of what I realized about myself because I was in that situation. And that made me realize why I've been attracting the wrong people to me. And then even shortly after that came to an end that I was kind of still doing it because I was still stuck in the beliefs that I was holding on to that happened as a result of that relationship. So but that was really where my journey towards building up my self-worth began towards like becoming more of a woman of high value as they say and when I started making some shifts around 
what I was thinking and believing, my attitude towards relationships um, and love and what I was getting clear and what I was looking for. So I actually got some help with a co- from a coach as well. So, and that, that was just boom. And then I was able to start attracting men who were on the same page, who were more like aligned with me. And so I met my fabulous guy. So yeah, so I went on quite the journey and that's like without giving you all the nitty gritty details of actually what went down in all those situations. But I have been fortunate that I've been with nice people, even the ones that weren't compatible, but it was just basically, there was just a lack of compatibility um and just people just kind of wanting something completely different to what I wanted so so yeah that's just a little snippet (laughs) (laughs) okay so within that snippet and I'm not going to get too deep into your personal life but just so that with for the audience can you maybe say one or two beliefs that you were holding on to that kept you in the same in the place of attracting different body, different face, same guy. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. I think there was, let's see, I'm just trying to think what all the beliefs were. So one was definitely that my needs were not as important as anyone else's. So I, this is where I was often bending over backwards in all of my relationships to please the guys um, because I was always putting my needs super last. So mm-hmm. I'd even stay with people longer because I was trying to make them happy and I wanted them to be happy with me and not leave. And I think because my motivation as well for these relationships was just to have some security to be loved. Because I'd grown up like not feeling close to my parents. I didn't have a connection with them. And so I was kind of seeking that connection and that love from my relationships. So okay. like my motivation was also kind of quite off. I just wanted to feel secure. Right. Um, and then I was also stopping... I, I kind of stopped believing that I don't even know if I ever believed that somebody could commit to me like properly, mm. especially after the situation ship. Like, could I really get a guy who was serious about me? Maybe I'm only like meant for casual relationships. And so I'd say yes to those, even though I don't really want it. But I just thought this is the only way to get this person. Right. Uh, and then also what were the other beliefs I had? Was I even really worthy of being loved? Did I even know what love was? Do you know all those things that you just kind of say to yourself? Yeah. So, so a lot of those things were keeping me stuck in attracting the same people and perhaps even myself not having that emotional connection with my parents as well, attracting those emotionally unavailable people because I think I wasn't really emotionally available because I wasn't mm. even sure what was what love was or how to really open up or what I'm familiar with is this. This is what I've known emotional connection or love to be. So therefore, I was just repeating the pattern and right. sticking familiar. So yes, there was a lot of stuff going on <laughs> that I had to work my way through. <laughs> well, you know what, though? I think a lot of what you're saying is really very relatable, mm-hmm. you know, because if 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 your lens is one thing, because yeah. that's what your experience has been. Everything you see is going to be through those lenses, right? And then if you form beliefs along the way, because I love the way you put, and and I love the way we've created new words, right? So <laughs> along the way, but you know, you were in previous relationships and then you found your way to a situation shift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So, not my but <laughs> so how would you actually define situationship? Because I mean, I hear it a lot, and I know how I kind of define it. But how do you define okay. it? Okay, that's fine. 
it's almost like a part-time relationship is how I would call it. It's like being with somebody who kind of almost offers the promise of the relationship and you just keep waiting for that promise to be fulfilled <laughs> and it just never comes. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. So we're kind of on the same page. It's almost like you're with somebody on a hope and a prayer. Basically. It's going to turn into something because yeah. they keep dangling the carrot. They but they're the carrot, yeah. some breadcrumbs just to keep you in there just enough. Yeah. And then not fully giving you what you actually want. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we're on the same page with that. So yeah. somebody who is pretty much you're with somebody who is a hope builder. They keep building hope that something is really going to materialize. But along the way, okay, now I guess maybe I'm a little hungry. So we're, I'm going to put food in it. <laughs> so they keep breadcrumbing you. Instead of yes. giving you a full meal, they give yes. you the scraps. They give you the yes. breadcrumbs so that you can follow along with the breadcrumbs, thinking that you're going to end up at this place when <laughs> right where you get the whole loaf of bread and a meal yeah <laughs> some actual toast <laughs> no all you've gotten is the breadcrumbs and you're still looking for that space you're still yeah. looking for the food and now yeah. you're thirsty too right? <laughs> i love this have you not but seriously, though, I mean, I just really wanted to break it down and throw it out there in layman's terms so that if you're listening mm. and you're in a situationship, you can recognize yeah. it for what it is yeah. and then start asking yourself the important questions. Like, yeah. am I getting any of my needs met or am yeah. I just meeting his needs? Is my only value to him like a singular thing? Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't yeah. know, maybe he just needs to be validated and you're the one who's really good at that. Yeah. yeah, that is, I think, a lot of what it is. Even like when you hear about this term love bombing and like they're really coming after you, pursuing you, which is what this guy did. And like, you know, I was throwing it all out there. I mean, I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy's into me. Oh, my God, I think I found it, you know, only to then I get hooked. And then suddenly he's like, yeah, I don't think I can give you what you want, actually. And I'm just like, hooked. What? What happened to this? You were like running me down, begging me to spend all this time with you. Like wanted to take up all of my time. And then suddenly when the the potential of it getting serious, you're just like, yeah, I just don't really think I can do that. And then me, like the Muppet, I was just like, oh, but, you know, trying to almost sell myself or convince him that it was going <laughs> to work. And, you know, oh, my goodness. When I think back, I was like, what was I doing? But, you know, I was only going with what I knew at the time. And that's how right. you kind of get stuck in this um so yeah it's um yeah <laughs> it was definitely a time but yeah it's so common I hear it a lot and and one the one thing I often hear that keeps people in this is oh but we get on so well we've got such a good connection or you know the way he treats me is so good and I'm just like yes I get that because those are all the words that I used mm -hmm. absolutely however what I really am saying now is if you if he is not showing up for you if he is not committed to you then how can he be the right person because the right person would invest the same amount that you're investing right yes. he wouldn't be dangling you along he'd be taking you very seriously because he sees your value and he just wants to do life with you I mean it's actually really that simple 
but I think we've made it so complicated and we like convince ourselves of all these things, all these stories of why they're not with us right now. You know, it's because of this and let me just wait for him because blah, 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 blah. And because I, I love him and I know he loves, you know, all this, all this yeah. we tell ourselves. Yeah. So that we stay put <laughs> and we stay stuck. And yeah. actually we need to just be like, yeah, no, this isn't for me. I'm out by. <laughs> right. We have reached our expiration date. <laughs> right. <laughs> so let me ask you this it's like do you think that um a lot of suffering in relationships is based on unresolved trauma yeah that's a good question I feel like some of it but I wouldn't say like a lot of it I because I, I feel like where I think the trauma comes up particularly is one around the conflict that we have within racial how we handle the conflict in a relationship because mm-hmm. I think sometimes we can just revert back to that that the inner child way, particularly of how we have been brought up and had conflict happening around us. And I think sometimes we can just react without thinking. I think some of it is we don't we may not have had a good role model of a good relationship either as we were growing up. So all we're doing is repeating maybe what we've seen because we don't know any better. Um, you know, some of it is just people's unwillingness to make an effort to change. So they are just going to treat you the way they feel like they're going to treat you. You know, maybe right. some people are just naturally selfish and they actually don't care. They just want what they want. You know? <laughs> and <laughs> I love that thing. we can look at it that way because, you know, yeah. you want to see the best in everybody because, you know, everybody shows you their good face, puts their good foot forward first. And yeah. so I think you cling to that piece mm. and then choose not to see the rest. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Whether it's a conscious choice or not, you kind of just choose not to see the rest, and it's like, yeah, maybe that is a selfish human. Yeah, or you might realize maybe I'm a selfish human. (laughs) Exactly. There are so many things, and we know all about our attachment styles, how we can get too attached to people, and sometimes as well, it's because we're afraid to to be alone, and we don't we don't want to let go of somebody because they've chosen us, and we're afraid that okay, but if we let them go. we find somebody else who's going to want to be with us which comes back to our own inherent Mm self-worth and whether we actually believe that somebody else out there is also going to want to be with us and you know and having up that whole I was talking about this I had a workshop around the other day and there was a lot this woman kept bringing up a lot about the scarcity thing that men are so scarce the the good men are so scarce it's like if you believe they're scarce then they will be scarce you know I I really am into whatever you tell yourself is the truth is the truth you know what you believe to be true is what's going to be true but if you actually shift your thoughts and your beliefs then and you know I'm very much about energetics as well energetically I do believe that you'll attract yourself to that person I mean there are other nuances around finding people but that's a big thing and that all comes from what you believe so so yeah so I think there are definitely lots of like different factors that could create this trauma not trauma suffering in relationships but yeah so not just trauma um but many many things <laughs> so, like many things many things <laughs> okay so <clears throat> excuse me can you tell us how you took yourself from a woman of low self-worth to mm. a high value woman and like just how you started attracting different guys like because mm. because it almost sounds I just did these two things and magically <laughs> they showed up and I'm sure <laughs> 
<laughs> it was more than that. <laughs> it was definitely more than that. Because I think even when I start, I recognized that my self-worth was low. And this is where how it, I learned this, right? So you know when we're with these guys and they're not committing to us and we do the searches on Google, how do you get him to commit? And then we sit and watch all these YouTube videos just trying to find a way to kind of trick him into it. Not like in that bad way, but just if I say the right thing, if I say this or if I do that, will it make him commit, right? So on my journey, I came across a book called Why Men Love Bitches by Sherry Argoff. And I was reading this book and there was a chapter all about the dream girl versus the doormat. And I was all there, you know, yeah, I'm the dream girl because I'm like a really good catch, yada, yada, yada. And as I was reading the comparison between the two, I was absolutely horrified to see that I was the doormat. <laughs> like, what? What? No way. And it really shook me. It mm-hmm. really shook me because I think, wow, yes, Tops, that's what you're doing. That is how you're behaving. This guy is just walking all over you. You might be like a great catch in terms of being a partner, but you're certainly not acting like a woman of value at all. So that was really eye-opening. It still took a bit of time before I was able to still let that go. So it was a journey of really getting to the bottom of why I wasn't behaving like this woman of high value. And again, it came back to the beliefs that I was holding about myself and about what I deserved and all that, all of this. So I had to really work through that. I had to work through reframing my beliefs, see myself differently, and and also recognizing what were the behaviors that I was doing that was showing that I was mm. not a high value woman. So when I was able to pull those out, then I flipped them over. Like, okay, so what do I need to do instead? So it's almost like just I had to create this like whole little manifesto of like, okay, this is how you used to behave. This is how you need to behave. This is what you used to believe. This is how what you need to believe. So this is like work that I do with my clients because I was just like, when you shine the spotlight on the stuff, the issue first, that's the first step. Get right. clear on what, what it is that's going wrong. Then flip it on its head. And I know it might sound simple. It is simple and it isn't. Like you've got to start changing those habits you know that you're you're so stuck in but first start with the beliefs so it was that so I had to work through that and then with the guys I had to then start thinking about what do I want in a relationship because I'd never really thought about it I just Mm -hmm. was falling into them just like oh here's a nice guy let's see how this goes and I'm so great so I can make this relationship work with anybody you know (laughs) (laughs) right that was the mindset yes until I had to be like no you can't not because of you but because they're not really for you so get really clear on who is for you and that made a difference because then I was able to just like start batting away the guys that weren't for me I was like yeah not you not you not you oh yeah you you know (laughs) (laughs) well it's really funny because like online you see hits I do read profiles (laughs) and I hate when they don't have words I mean I did a whole rant on this any It's like, awesome. yeah, I want a long-term relationship, but I'm not going to give you any words to like incentivize yeah. you to want to match with me, but I digress. But so you see, because it, it's something that you said, right? Oh, I'm looking for, you know, just someone to go out with and then we'll see what happens. Mm, let's go with the flow. Right. And, <laughs> and I'm like, maybe that's really what you mean, or maybe that's just code for, I'm not trying to commit to nobody. You know, and it's so, it's like, do you really want to spend your time reading between the lines? Do you just want to be direct and like, what do you mean by that? It's like, what are you going to take me out to dinner a few times and then see if you actually like me? And then we go from there. Or are you just saying, I'm not trying to commit to anybody? 
So it's so interesting, the language that we use mm-hmm. and that the language that we're willing to put up with yeah. without question. Because yeah. I mean, everybody's language is, style is different, right? And their communication style is different. But I think sometimes you need to question these things because what does this mean to you? Yes, because it can mean different things to us. We definitely like exactly when you asked me at the top of like, what does situationship mean to you? To to see, are we on the same page? Because it could have meant something completely different. You could be like, oh, no, I didn't think about it that way. You know what I mean? We're there talking about the the same topic with a completely different head on. So, yes, exactly that. Like, what does that mean? Because... I actually said that to my guy right up front. I was like, I'm intentional. I'm being very intentional here because I I feel like that we're aligned here. So obviously we have to get to know each other to see if it will work, but I'm not here to just be casual. This, that's not my plan. So if that's for you, then I'm out because I've been there and done that and I'm not doing it. And he was just very much like, yeah, I hear that. But he he was very much like, I want to see how it develops and grows. So that was kind of the same similar language. But he was more like, I'm a slow burner. And I think he had some like trust things. Um, So he wanted to be just he wanted to see how it went. But also he was wanting to keep it exclusive. So I was like, cool, that works for me. As long as you're not, I'm not just one of your five people that you're trying to see how it goes for. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But as long right. as you know that my intention is for it to become something if it's working that's it so I was very clear up front and that's one thing that I would rate myself on I, I like to just like you know put my cards on the table if you don't like my cards then you can go it's okay <laughs> so <I'm> like... <laughs> like that. Like, we're not playing the same game you don't like my yeah. cards yeah <laughs> please see your way out of my life exactly. it's okay. <laughs> so What are some of the ways that you actually, okay, so I'm going to ask two questions. Okay. So I'm going to start with, what are some of the ways you started valuing yourself? Mm. And as an add-on, what are some behaviors that you were doing that you let go of and and changed? Mm. So that, again, it becomes more relatable because it's like, oh, I've been doing that. That's low value. And now I'm doing, so now I have something to look forward to. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start with the behaviors then and then say what I did. Does that, does that work for you? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So the behaviors that I was doing were things like, um, I was over-investing. I was investing more in the relationship than he was, than this situationship guy was. So by that, I meant, I was like texting, chasing when I didn't hear from him, you know, seeing, is he okay? Are you all right? Surely maybe something must have happened to him if he's not responded to me, you know, not that he was just being rude and airing my messages and not picking up my calls for whatever his reasons were, never calling me back. And then as soon as he texts me back, I was on it. I was on the text, right? As soon as he called, I picked up the phone. Do you know what I mean? I was there pouring for him all the time, even though he behaved this way continually after um if he wanted to come around and see me even if there was part of me that was like really like just cheesed off about the fact that he wasn't responding to my message I would still let him come around I didn't really want him to but I was like but if I don't then maybe you know I won't know when I'm gonna see him next or Jeremy's everything was about pleasing this guy it wasn't even about me yeah it was all about trying to keep him 
interested stop him from running away even though he was practically halfway out the door anyway so I just didn't want him to take the rest of the steps so they were just like things like that where you're just kind of doing all the things with this person you're so kind of obsessed with them you're obsessed with how to get them to commit to you you are keeping yourself available for them right you're just just in case they can you know find the time to spend with you you don't kind of want to do other things you don't want to say no to them so there was just a lot of that a lot of pouring so much in when I was barely getting 50% back do you know what I mean yeah so that was a lot of those kind of behaviors there was not being fully authentic and being my true self because like something silly like I'm really goofy and silly and daft but for some reason he just couldn't get on board of that side of me and I found myself (laughs) doing less of that because he just didn't get it so I was like wow I was kind of literally being like a shadow a form a shadow of myself so I wasn't really doing that and I think there was one other thing that that came up that was quite big the one I just totally forgot what it was but but yeah a lot of it was just like people pleasing like over investing just not thinking about me not putting my boundaries in place just because I didn't want to upset him and he was quite sensitive and he'd call me whenever he felt like calling me and he'd take things hard yeah so I wouldn't be honest about how I really felt about what Mm. he was doing and I didn't want to rock the boat you know I didn't want to like upset him and make him like maybe run off our well she's giving me trouble even if I said it nice because he'd always take it badly that was his only issue oh well you're being so harsh I was like are you for real like (laughs) it's like you haven't seen harsh yeah right (laughs) I was trying to be nice (laughs) so basically all of that so if you're doing any of that that's just a no-go right so (laughs) I had to start telling myself you deserve better and I think it was more getting that to seep into my subconscious because mm. consciously I think I was I was like yeah of course you do but unconsciously I wasn't really thinking that unconsciously I was still thinking that you know this is probably either as good as I'm going to get or it's okay just to like sit around and wait for somebody to sort themselves out because I'm sure long term this is going to work and that's another thing with these things I was dating the potential yeah I was dating what I thought he could be yeah showed up for me then it would work I wasn't like really focusing on the person right in front of me and how they were actually treating me mm-hmm. and, so, and being like you don't deserve to be treated like this tops you're not treating him like that and you're worth so much more so it was, took a lot of talking to myself took a lot of like reminding myself of what I deserved and then I had to start putting in boundaries and I'm not saying it was easy it wasn't because when you're stuck in this habit of not doing of doing things a certain way it's really hard but you've got to know you've got to do it for you and I think it just comes back to that I deserve better and the thing that took me out of it one day was when I suddenly thought I really don't feel wanted I actually don't feel wanted and I do not like this feeling mm. and I'm not going to keep going with this anymore because I definitely deserve to feel wanted and that's when I just suddenly turned around and I was just like yeah I'm out now and for good like I, this is not the usual in and out in and out I'm out which shocked him and I felt so empowered and it was almost like a dark cloud as well, just parted. And I was just like, oh my God, I can like, I can see again. It's like, right. Up. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it definitely felt like that because I think somewhere inside, I knew that it was wrong for me. I knew that I was not, I was doing myself a disservice, but I seemed to be so stuck. But I had to talk myself into getting out of it and knowing that actually there is somebody out there who will treat me much better than this and that was a belief so again it's back to 
shifted my beliefs around on what I deserved, what I was worth, what was available to me. And yeah, just knowing that I am inherently a worthy woman, I'm inherently a high value woman. I don't have to earn that. I don't have to earn his love or anyone else's love. That's what I had to keep telling myself. See, now, I, and I love that part. You don't have to earn it. No. Love is your birthright. And 100%. you want to find a person who will love you, all of you, so mm-hmm. that you're not hiding parts of you because they don't get it yeah. or they don't like it. You know, it's like, and that I think is something that as women, we forget. Mm. We are inherently worthy of love. Yes. And obviously it's an inside job. You have to start loving yourself first and then have it, you know, and, and I can in all honesty say that I used to hear that you have to love yourself first. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? Right. How do you do that? You know, <laughs> you should just really piss me off because mm-hmm. it's like, how can you just keep telling me this and then not tell me how to do it? Or tell me yeah. what it means. Or just tell yeah. me. Tell me something. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I think it's, I used, I've heard that a lot too. And and I hope I answered your question. But if I didn't about the high value, because some of that comes, it comes in with that loving yourself. And some of the ways in which I think is, is a great way to do it is one, look at what you have done in your life already. Like look at your accomplishments. Look at the strengths that you've used to get through some of those things. So you can kind of like big yourself up and be like, yeah, I'm a bad mama jammer. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> 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 I deserve the best. Like I'm amazing. And it's so funny because there was a time in my life when I'd never be able to say to anyone that I'm amazing. I can say that now and I'm not messing and I'm not, it's not a big head. I just know myself. Right. So you have to get to that point where you can say, yeah, I'm an amazing person actually. No, I do. Or how, you know what I mean? Or how I show up in the world and what I do and what I give. So it's been able to say that to yourself. It's been able to recognize what you've actually got going for you, like all your qualities and your strengths and your traits. And again, it does come back to that inherent, you're worthy anyway, regardless of anything. Do you know what I mean? Right. You were born like that. That's my big one that I love to say. You were born like that. So, you know, you don't definitely don't have to earn it. The whole I'm enough movement. That was another thing that really helped me when I um, listened to a talk by Marissa Peer about I am enough. I was like, yeah. I am like things, right? So there's yeah. that as well. So a lot of it is, and that's where that self-love element comes from. It's recognizing yourself, it's recognizing what you have inside, it's recognizing your power, your ability to create your life, to create your love life. It's not happening to you. You get to make decisions. You don't have to stay stuck in that situation. You can actually walk away from it. Right. 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 Which is where I feel like a lot of people feel like, oh, I have to be here to stay. It's like you don't. You can say bye, man. You just be like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I'm gone. You know, right? It's all up to you. Who you attract into your world and who you let stay in your world is all up to you, right? You have and, this power. And I think also that you can't beat yourself up for some people being attracted to you, because yes. as long as you're dating, and you know, people will be attracted to the way you look. Yes. And not necessarily who you are. So you can't beat yourself up for finding out that the person was attracted to who you, what you look like, not Mm. who you were or who you are. 
and then mm-hmm. be like, oh, see, I'm still attracting the same person. It's like, no, not mm-hmm. necessarily. You're on the journey to attracting the right person. Mm-hmm. You might be attracting some wrong ones along the way because outwardly, they just enjoy looking at you. And, mm-hmm. you know, dudes are visual. Mm-hmm. And and people tend to think women aren't visual. Women are visual too. So don't, yeah. don't get it twisted. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think some of us are willing to put certain physical traits aside if you mm-hmm. have what you need on the inside of this dude mm-hmm. but it's not like women aren't visual so don't get caught up in that and you're not being shallow because yeah. you like to look at somebody yeah so just, hubba, hubba. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> just putting yeah. that out there you know because i think women are made to feel like they're shallow if they want a nice looking man it's like mm-hmm. no you get to do that too that's on your list and you yeah. get to do that too. <laughs> exactly. And I think chemistry is important. I think you, you know, for it to be like, to have that longevity, to keep, to have that passion between you. I think it's just part of the whole parcel is like being attracted, like having the chemistry. It's about someone being compatible with you. It's about them having the right character for you. Do you know what I mean? And having the right relationship, a, right. Um, relationship, um, right I was going to say no it's gone out of my head now I know what I'm talking about what I was going to say is what I love to say to women is go with your head go with your heart go with your gut go with your loins (laughs) like as long as it all (laughs) as long as it's all in alignment right it's all in alignment (laughs) like it's working for every part of you then you've got it right (laughs) so we don't want to discount the chemistry it's okay to be attracted and to want to be attracted to your partner because one thing I really wanted was someone that I was still attracted to even if I was pissed at him do you know what I mean that I'd be yeah. like oh, fucking me off but I still want to screw it you know <laughs> <laughs> come here you know <laughs> I, that was that I really actually really wanted which thankfully I have because my dude is really hot <laughs> <laughs> I love that like, yeah. he's really hot <laughs> so let's talk about the flip side now what are some high value behaviors that we want to bring into um a potential relationship Mm, yes so i think there is one i think one of the best things you can do is make sure that you are going after your own goals and dreams that you are living life and having your best life right because i think when you are doing that one you're going to be happy you're going to be high vibing you are i think you're also going to know that you want someone to add to that that someone you're not just not somebody who's just gonna come along and make you happy because you're already happy. You're already having a great life, right? Yeah. You want someone who's gonna compliment it, which is where sometimes we get stuck in thinking that the relationship is gonna like bring us all the joy and the happiness. It's not. Like when you get into a relationship, it still has its moments. So if obviously things don't go wrong, then you're hoping, oh my God, my life is rubbish. It's not, right? Have a great life. <laughs> my life is rubbish. Yeah, right? <laughs> have a great life and have and connect with somebody who's gonna add to that. And also that guy, that high quality guy is going to see you having a great life and want to be part of that too and he's also going to know that you're not going to rely on him and be codependent and he's going to want to come and have that fun with you so that's definitely something I think as well being able to put your boundaries in place and say what it is that you actually need being able to communicate that and be okay with that be okay with having needs and be okay with saying this is what I would like um and you know being able to work around that compromise if you need to if you if you're okay with that or not, or keep to your standards. And I don't mean having exceptionally high standards and expectations that are not realistic, but I mean, if you know what it is that's going to 
what you need to have a fulfilling relationship stick to that because I'm really big on like having your non-negotiables and holding to them and not settling for less than what you want because you know if one of those things wasn't there late somewhere down the line the relationship is going to fall apart anyway it's going to become an an issue that you can't resolve so stick to that for yourself in the beginning so there's that and I think um there is making sure that you have an equal investment like invest as much as the other person invests and obviously when you get into the committed relationship I think there's going to be slightly more nuanced in in that way where you know stuff is going on for your partner that you're there for them you're supporting them that they you know this is as much as they can do right now and then it it goes back the other way do you know what I mean but I think that's when you're in a committed relationship but prior to that just be very mindful about how much is that person investing? Only give as much, don't over-invest. That's where you stick to your guns and your high-value woman. And then also, obviously, things like, you know, booty calls, just do not do that. Yeah, just don't do that. If you're in a committed relationship, sure. But because guys are going to push, even if they do respect you, guys will still push, they will try, right? But mm-hmm. you've got to show that, no, I value myself and this is not all that I'm here for. So, you know, and, and the thing is, you don't even have to make them feel bad about it because they are just biologically wired to want to, you know, get physical with you. But you can be playful about it and just be like, um, yeah, you know, I'm not that kind of girl. Come on. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, let's meet let's meet tomorrow for breakfast. Let's have lunch together another day. You know, so you don't even have to be like, have a go at them and make them feel bad for wanting that. And at the same time, it's, you know, at least they they physically attracted to you. So, hey, that's a win. You know, I always want my right. guys to be physically attracted to me. I love it when he's like all over me now and telling me how hot I'm. I'm like, great. I hope that you are still like this in ten years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I want you to feel like that. I want you to only have eyes for me. So there's nothing wrong with them being physically attracted to you. And I think sometimes we make it such a bad thing, like what you were saying a bit earlier about, oh, why is it that they just want me for you know my body? It's just like obviously you want them to want you for more than that, <laughs> the whole collective package. But right. guys will look at you and be like, oh yeah, she's nice. Do you know what I mean? So. That's why it never used to bother me when guys were like that. Because I was just like, yeah, but that didn't mean that I was going to do it. I just right, didn't let right. me. I was just like, that's just how men are. Do you know what I mean? Moving on. So, yeah. But so those are some of the things that I would say would show that you're high value, pushing back, just making sure that you're just having a great time, not dropping everything just because he's suddenly available to you, right. maintaining your own life and your own schedule and, you know, I think one thing I would say in the early days is pace yourself um, with the dates, like, you know, kind of like meet one or two times a week. Don't just overdo it because I think you can get carried away with all the hormones because you get all of this excitement, this rush of, of, you know, what we think is love. And as we get attached to somebody, as we're feeling all the chemistry or they're saying all the things, and then we then don't see those red flags then we don't see or we don't want to see the bad behavior because we think we're now in love and that they love us but if you pace yourself it helps you to keep your eyes wide open um until things you know progress and you're like yeah you're kind of getting more and more sure that this person is showing you who they are so make sure that it's not just about the words that they say but you step back and you watch how they are showing up for you what behaviors are they demonstrating what actions are they taking what are they doing how are they treating you how are they treating other people but you have to give yourself space to see that and to see if they're genuine as well because people will only fake it for so long right, <laughs> so right. yeah so if you <laughs> it, 
then if they if they're like like just tiring out yeah I can't do this anymore <laughs> just, I'm out. Well, I think it's true because <laughs> I was saying on um with another guest of mine that you're a lot of people bring their representative to the relationship for mm-hmm. you know the, the first date. part of it the whole yeah. dating part you know yeah and all of a sudden when the representative disappears and wait it's yeah. like who are you where'd you come from this is not the person yeah. that I met you yeah. know so it just makes so much more sense to be yourself up front so it's like take it or leave it this what yeah. you see is what you get as yeah. opposed to let me bring my re- representative I'm going to check out for a while so you don't get to see all parts of me mm. and then you know when all of me shows up or the real me shows up and you're like WTF. (laughs) (laughs) But then you also have to check that too when you're dating someone. Mm. Are you dating their representative? Mm. Or are you dating the genuine person? Because also listen to what they're telling you about if they're bringing out other relationships, listen to what they're telling you about that about how that they person, yeah. how they yeah. reacted, how, what they mm-hmm. did, or, you know, oh, I do this and this and this. And it's like, well, how is it that you're telling me that you're doing X, Y, and Z for this person and you're not doing it for me? Mm-hmm. That right there is mm-hmm. letting you know that you aren't getting the same level of value and effort. So take heed because yeah. you don't want to just brush that under the table and think, oh, well, maybe one day. No, probably not. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know. So, yeah. okay. A friend of mine who knew I was going to do this interview had mm-hmm. a question. Uh, it was like, her question is, on relationships in general, why do you think men and women aren't on the same page when it comes to relationships? Mm. That's a very good question. And it makes me want to ask, why do you think they're not on the same page? <laughs> ah, I like that. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I think it's a perception that men and women aren't on the same page. Because I think there are a lot of men out there who do actually genuinely want an emotional and loving connection and fulfilling relationship. I think part of the, the reason why we feel a bit more like we're not is because of, I think social media is a big aspect. I think there's a lot of influence now or there's a lot more awareness or there's a lot more talking about what people aren't getting and the amount of what I see and I find this really fascinating so there are these two people that I follow online one is a she's kind of like a sort of influencer or role model for single women and then there's another one who is a I think she's like a relationship coach for men I think for both but she tends to tends to put out a lot of content around stuff to support men so mm-hmm. when I read this one under the single woman I see a lot of women bashing men a lot of women bashing men and I'm there thinking well you're never gonna find a guy if you're just gonna keep bashing all the men <laughs> like well, because yeah. it's very obvious that you have this mentality that all men are bleep 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 whatever it is and if mm-hmm. you think that then that's all you're gonna see rather than have been optimistic and hopeful and understanding that maybe you've had experiences with some guys who have treated you this way or or whoever, but they're not poster men for all guys. Do you know what I mean? They're not the poster boys for all men. There are a lot of good men out there. Right. Then on this other 
one, when you see the women putting up all this stuff about how women should be with men, blah, 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 blah. And the amount of men that say, thank you so much. It's so nice to have a woman advocating. It's so nice to have a woman like, you know, um, going to bat for us and supporting us. I wish my wife saw that or understood that. I wish my girlfriend, I wish my exes. And it's, it's stunning to see that men experience a lot of the same frustrations and challenges that women do. They experience the same thing. And I knew this even before I read that. But when I go there, I just always feel like this because I'm an advocate for the good man. I'm a massive advocate. I don't like listening to women trashing men. And also, I do think there are a lot of things, like when we talked about trauma before, that do impact the way that men behave. I think relationships with either their mom or their dad or whatever, um, you know, has had an impact on maybe how the way that they're showing up and the fact that maybe they do want the commitment, but maybe they don't know how to do it or they're scared. You know, I know I've had that conversation with my guy before where he's just said like, I know I want this, but it's almost like I don't know how to hold on to it. And like, I've supported him to like unpick what those things were mm-hmm. to get him to a place where he's a bit, he's, he's shifted. He's completely, he's not a completely different guy because he's still just as amazing, but there's, he's actually gone through his own shifts with his mindset and bless him. He says, you've actually changed my life, which is lovely. I just feel like, oh, because, <laughs> but because of the way I've changed mine, I've been able to support and help him without bashing him on some things because I understood some stuff that was going on for him so it's not that he didn't want this do you know what I mean but I got what the blocks were for him so I think that's what some of the times we don't see that and then you hear a lot of women saying oh we're we're willing to do the work we're willing to go do all the personal development work and go to therapy but men aren't and I was like well that's not even true and you've also got to think about the stereotypes and all the stigma attached to you know, to this whole masculinity and right. not being, you know what I mean? And not opening up and being vulnerable and sharing their feelings. And what does that mean? That fear of looking weak and stuff like that for them. And that's not all guys. Cause I know a lot of guys who are like really great in, um, when it comes to personal development, like particularly in the coaching world, cause that's what we're all about. So men have right. got a lot of men that have got growth mindsets or have right. had to learn to have them or been exposed to it. Just the other day I was chatting to a guy who was trying to get into my workshop, which is just for women. And then I had to boot him out of the waiting room. But then he messaged me on the meetup and he just said, I'm sorry for being nosy, but I was just trying to figure out what do women expect from men? Because, you know, I've been single for the last five years. And I'm, and I said, well, why do you think you've been single for the last five years? And he said, oh, because I think maybe I've been expecting women to, like, initiate the relationship. And I said, well, why have you been expecting women to initiate <laughs> like, the why, relationship? Why are you he said, because that's what my ex was doing. And so I kind of felt like I've then been expecting all women to be like that. And I said, well, that's interesting. At least you are aware of it. And he said, yes, I'm actually going to go and start seeing a psychologist because I can't, I'm quite still connected and hooked on her and I, I can't think of anything else. So I said, yeah, so basically you're expecting every woman, no woman can match up to your ex right now. And that's why this is not working out for you. But I think it's really great that you're going to get help. So there is a guy who gets that he's stuck and is going to reach out for help. Right. So this is why I say it's a perception that I think that we have because I think we see too much more people being neggy and yeah. chatting all the stuff so now we think oh yeah there you go because they think it (laughs) therefore it must be true and it's like no and also again it comes back to well what's going on within us that we are connecting with these men that are not serious who are not taking us seriously what is it that maybe we need to unblock and get out of the way so we stop attracting those kind of guys or seeing them because maybe it's just that we're only seeing those because now that's all we get so that's all we see but it's like, okay, now you need to open up your mind a little bit more and believe that there are actually other kinds of guys out there and that you can actually find them. 
So that's my answer to that. <laughs> I love that. I love that answer. Okay. And so <clears throat> this is going to be, well, maybe my last question. We'll see. <laughs> but what advice do you, would you give to women who are afraid to date because they keep seemingly attracting the same lazy men who don't want to put in the effort? <laughs> Interesting. And I think that comes back to the last thing I literally said was like, why are you attracting those kinds of <laughs> That's okay. I always put that because like, why? Why is it? What's going on for you that you're attracting these guys? And as a, and I think some of it is when we start, when things start to happen to us, then we start to think that's all we can have or all we can do. Or when we've experienced it, we do get it, I think, stuck in our subconscious that this is it. I used to think that I was only able to attract guys who were going to bring complexity into relationship. And I just started to believe that, oh, well, maybe God just thinks that I'm meant, I can handle complex relationships because I've got such as well of this, you know, this so much depth to me, so much understanding. I'm so supportive and tolerating. So maybe that's why I'm meant to be with these guys. That's all right. I'm going to find. So, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so you totally. start to form your identity around what you've been experiencing when that's not true. And it's just like, okay, but why are they lazy and not putting any effort? Um, and I can't, I can only, I think that the person that is happening to is the only person that can almost answer that. Because what are you believing to be true? That is making that happen for you. What are you believing about yourself? What are you believing about relationships? What are you believing about men? What You know what I mean? What are your standards and expectations? And are they being lazy and not putting in any effort or do you expect something else from them that they're not doing when actually maybe they are putting an effort but what you think is effort and what they think is (laughs) (laughs) do you know what I mean yeah well yeah totally totally again because it kind of goes back to our right in the beginning when I asked what's your idea situation yeah and it's exactly. like maybe it's like what's your idea of effort <laughs> what is your idea of effort because some effort can be things like because I know this sometimes for women it's like well I want them to take me out and treat me to like a five course meal or you know splurge on this or do this or do that why are they not doing that why are they not when actually what they're doing is maybe making you a home-cooked meal because they want to do something really nice for you, but maybe they're not spending the money. Maybe they don't have the money. Maybe they're too embarrassed to tell, you know what I mean? It's like, but they are still showing you love in other ways. So that could be the difference, maybe lazy. So that's where I feel like you've got to be clear about what it is that you're looking for, what you want. Because some people might want a certain lifestyle, well, then you're going to the wrong men to give you that. (laughs) You need to go somewhere else (laughs) to find a different type of guy who's going to be able to do that for you. That's just an example, do you know what I mean? Without knowing the person, without knowing their situation their circumstance it could cover any of those things so I'm not also knocking the fact that there are some lazy men who don't want to put in the effort and they just want to get the benefits of the relationship without doing anything that mm-hmm. you know what I mean they want to I get that they are definitely out there so I don't want anyone thinking that anything that I'm saying is that I'm like fully backing up all these guys because I know that they all exist right, but I right. also know that you can look beyond them and find men who are not like that that's why I speak like this, because I like to empower women to take control of their own love lives and not to make it feel like, oh, well, this is all I'm seeing or this is what men are like. It's just like, yeah, they are. And it, they are still also not like that. <laughs> so right. I love that. And yeah. And <laughs> right. Because I, I, everybody's not everybody's not for everybody else. Yes. <laughs> Number one. And yeah. 
some guys are like that and we just have to remember and there are others hundred <laughs> percent I love that yeah <laughs> so before I let you go um where can we find you um I'm everywhere no joke no. <laughs> <laughs> you're behind you no um... <laughs> I um, <laughs> I you can find me on Instagram so coach underscore Topper um T O P E I am on Facebook a different name Topper Francesca D because that's I started that Facebook profile ages ago before Instagram um I'm also on LinkedIn and a Topper Hunter I've just kind of started my little foray over to LinkedIn and I've also got a website that is getting an update which is www.ment which is M-E-N-T for the number and you, the letter.com, meant for you.com. So uh, I'm also on TikTok, actually, as coach underscore topper as well. So I I am everywhere. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Oh, lovely, lovely. Thank you so much for being here. I've loved this conversation and I know the audience has probably loved it too because you've given us so much that we can either see ourselves in well yeah see ourselves on one side of the spectrum or the other and know how to get from one place to another so I think that's really cool that is great and I've loved this conversation thank you those are really good questions I could talk about this topic all day long so I literally do love talking about relationship <laughs> stuff and they're helping women get over those hurdles get the roadblocks out of the way and find the guy you know <laughs> so perfect yeah okay so I'm going to talk to you again because I'm sure that something else is going to come up that we have got to discuss. Awesome. I like it.